Good morning and welcome to the Weld and Greed podcast. We have, had, we have had a slight pause because I got frozen on episode 195 of the Ask Weldon Show as I've been editing it and editing it like crazy and I've decided just to skip it and I'll bring it to you later. Today we have episode 196 of the Ask Weldon Show and we're going to follow it up really shortly with 7 and 8 and 9. Tomorrow we have to record episode 200, which means that you should have it available within 24 hours, and I'm really excited. It's going to be an awesome episode. I don't think it'll be that different from everything that's, you know, average and normal about the show, but uh, hope you look forward to it. And in the meanwhile, today's episode, 196, is about networking with pros and a couple other questions, but I'll let myself explain that in a couple seconds here. Dig right in. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 196, Networking with the Pros. Today we have some repeat call-ins, and I'm keeping the questions limited to three questions today. And uh, and I think that we're going to... The last one in particular is very exciting. We're going to talk about performance-enhancing drugs again, but from an angle that I have never, ever had this question before. So I'm very excited to dig into that one. We had the first collaboration with I Will Dominate yesterday. It seemed to go pretty well. I'm really excited about the fact that I got to apply for partner on Twitch due to that stream. And um, we're going to get the YouTube video up. I guess since you're watching this on YouTube, probably you already know that the video is up. But you should check that out. If you didn't see yesterday's video or yesterday's show, make sure to check out that after this video. No other big announcements. Um, I'm looking now for my next collaboration and Dom and I are going to be doing hopefully some more fun stuff together, more analytical in terms of sports psychology side of things. And um, yeah, let's jump into the show. All right, today's first question comes from Greg. You'll recognize his voice and actually he reintroduces himself so I don't need to. Um, And he asks about um, well, I've had this question a number of times, but basically, how do you get seen by pros when you are laddering in the high levels? Where's the audio? Here we go. Hi, Weldon. It's Greg again, Nathan's father, uh, aka Snakey. I want to know how he can take advantage of the fact that he's regularly being matched with known players like I Will Dominate and Tyler One and others um, to uh, elevate his status in the community. Uh, I'm wondering, should he be making a montage of good plays so he has like a, uh, you know, a portfolio um, or should he be reaching out to them individually, uh, trying to friend them? Um, Where is he going to have the most success in uh, earning some status in the community. Thanks. All right. So, yes, both things. Absolutely. I think that the the number one thing that I recommend that uh, that everybody do is to create a single video that kind of like functions as a portfolio for them that they can keep in their Twitter bio. Um, that is probably the most important thing to do for talent scouting and for... Um, and for uh, networking with pros at the at the high levels is to have a Twitter. Hopefully, your Twitter handle is the exact same as your in-game name. Okay, it makes it very easy to find. So you, people don't have to ask you for your contact information. They'll just search it when they want it. And then in the Twitter bio should be a link to that montage video, and it should say, "Check out 
my most recent montage video here, even though it's not the most recent, like let's say it's maybe just even a year ago, like uh, just make it seem like it's updated. You can be your top tweet too pinned, but then people have to go to your profile um, and scroll down. And I think a lot of people go to the profile when they're scouting and just look at um, like the number of tweets and then they go to tweets and replies and they scroll down. So they might not see a pinned tweet. I would put it in your actual bio. Okay. So once you have that out of the way, you have a way for like the actual scout to scout you once the pro refers you, then you're going to work work on your relationships. And the same things apply here as apply to networking in real life. Um, you be nice. You try extra hard in, in every game because you never know when you're going to be playing with the smurf of a pro. Um, you try to lead in your games. You try to have a voice. You type in that chat and you make sure that everything that comes out is uh, positive and, you know, points toward the victory and is compassionate to the teammates and is teaching and whatever it is that you want to represent of yourself, you got to be on all the time. So a little bit of your authentic self and as much polish as you can endeavor to maintain all the time when you're playing, um, which hopefully is a lot if you really want to go pro. And then um, and then the other thing that you should do is try to friend all of the pros uh, and you should do it regularly. So they're going to go through their friend lists and deny and accept a bunch of people from the latter, you know, on a regular basis. And, and by regular basis, I mean, like, maybe once a month. I don't mean, you know, continuously. And so if your name's not in the pot, you're not going to be picked up for duoing. So you want to be picked up for doing, which means you want to be friending the pros that you're playing with. Um, and you just send them a friend request. That's it. They know what what's up that you want to do it with them, right? And that's that. And so they'll either accept it because they remember you and they liked playing with you and they think that it would be a decent duo or they won't. So yeah, and then when you do get the acceptance, then you you want to figure out a time schedule. So figure out when they're online and when they're starting off their day, right? When they're looking for a duo partner and message them and then just ask politely like, uh, let me know if you want to duo today. But do not do this every day. In fact, I wouldn't even do it necessarily every week. This is something you can space out once every few weeks. And it'll like you're asking every day you're not asking to. Okay, so once you ask once, they know that you're available. And when they see you on, they'll think of that, right? When they see you in a game, they might be like, oh, hey, let's duo now. So you don't need to bug them every day to duo. Um, let them make their own choices, right? Uh, but just put it put it on the radar, okay? Put it on the radar. And then maybe remind them once every four weeks or so. All right. As he answered that question, best of luck. The most important thing is the whole leadership thing. If you are the one who's in the game, uh, saving the game for them, and they don't have to do it for themselves, goes a long way to somebody saying, I want that guy on my actual LCS team, please. <coughs> um, I will dominate, even though he's not a pro, is these people are good people to network with because they are friends with the pros and they're always asking also, you know, I'm looking for a blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if I will dominate, we'll be looking through his friend list and recommending people. So it counts. It matters. All right, let's jump into the second question, everybody. And this is one from RJ Scott. Hi, Weldon. Last time I asked you a question, you talked about like <clears throat> kind of accepting the stuff that you were bad at and forgiving yourself for it. And I was wondering, as were some of 
my swimmers, like what step two, do you like just consciously brute force the stuff that you're bad at to work on it? Or like what, what comes after that? Good question. Nobody has ever asked that, which I think is really interesting. Actually, that's not true. I've had pros ask that to me in, in one-on-ones. So like, obviously, cause we have to step to the next thing pretty naturally. But um, outside of one-on-ones, people don't think to ask that far ahead. They're mostly focused on the first step. Unfortunately, what comes next is gated dependent on your ambition. So one of the reasons I ask you to forgive yourself is because a lot of people power their actions in life through guilt and through shame rather than through what they actually care about. And maybe you don't care that much about going pro and you're screwing up and you're not training and you're not going to, um, and you're not playing the game modes that will be conducive to you learning and you're not being a meta slave or you're not one tricking enough to like climb the ladder and you're really mad at yourself. But you're like, okay, I'm a bad player and I forgive myself for that. What's next? Well, it might be admitting that your desire to go pro just is not strong enough to actually go pro. Like you're not going to beat out the people who want to go pro more, more badly than you more how do you put that more badly more worse who want to go pro worse than you who want to go pro more intensely than you uh your ambition just isn't there and so i think after the steps that you mentioned comes reality check you have to accept who you are you have to accept that okay well i guess okay i forgive myself for missing the gym and also it doesn't appear that having a really sexy body and go to the gym all the time is really that important to me. Like I just love eating donuts and watching TV. So that's just got to be okay. Um, You can work on increasing how much it is that you value these things, but your intrinsic level of happiness doesn't seem to be super affected on a day-to-day basis by, you know, what you're doing. And so it's hard to say that you care. Actions speak louder than words. So I would say the step that comes after is to audit your actions. Um, Take a look at what you actually do. And then define yourself by what you actually do. Be like, I am the person who does these things. These are the things that I care about as evidenced by my actions. And if you don't like that, if that unsettles you, then you have to work to change either your actions or you have to change what you actually care about. Um into the things that line up with your actions. Like, I guess I would just really care about watching TV and eating donuts. And I don't really care about the gym. And that's just going to be me. I don't want it to be you. Okay. I would like you to change and to value those other things, but you, you have to kind of like first step forward into that reality that you are what you do. Okay. Last question, guys. Nice, short and sweet and snappy show today. Before I jump into the last question, I want to promote to you my Mac program. This is my online video training program. It contains 747 videos that I produced in sequential format, seven modules of seven videos each, more or less. And uh, it, it, it is what I do with pro teams. It is what I did with CLG uh, in the first season that I worked with them. And we won Madison Square Garden uh, in our first championship. It is what I did with TSM when I joined them. And it is what I kind of did with G2 over the year that I was working in G2 more or less. And the principles of mental resilience are the same whether or not you're applying these to League of Legends or whether or not you're applying them to parenting or studying or track and field or whatever. You have a high performance 
um, design that you want to enact upon your life, and this is the pathway to do it. Mindfulness, acceptance, commitment. Mindfulness being the awareness of what are your emotional drivers. Acceptance being understanding and accepting those things that are driving you. And commitment being how it is that you wire up your values then to your everyday actions to get the discipline necessary to do the things you don't want to do. So RJ Scott, when you ask what comes after acceptance and forgiveness, commitment. Commitment comes after that. You cannot be motivated by actions that do not have emotional care behind them. But if you want to do them anyway, you need discipline. And that comes from commitment. So that's what comes next. And you can always check out the program at mindgames.gg slash MAC. I don't have a lot of testimonials up there, but I do get a lot of testimonials in the mail and through Twitter of people telling me how the program has changed their life. And be warned that for about half of you, it may make you quit playing video games because you actually are using them as an escape from something that you desire to do else in your life. And so I've had a lot of contacts that just say, hey, thanks so much for your program. I stopped playing completely. Um, and then I have other people message and say, hey, thanks so much for your program. I ranked up. Um, so I'm, I cannot predict the effect that's going to have on your play, but maybe you can if you know really deep down whether or not what you're doing is dysfunctional or functional in your life already. Um, and I want you to use the code AskWeldon to get the $5 discount. I put up that code so that I would know that you got it and you were coming from YouTube. Make sure to check out mindgames.gg slash MAC. Use the code AskWeldon at checkout. All right, final question. Hi, Weldon. I started using ADHD prescription medication to play the game League of Legends, and all of a sudden my ELO tanked. I went from plot one to gold three, just from playing based on dopamine and not, you know, smart. And now I'm having trouble getting back into playing the game normally. What would you recommend? Okay. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the very honest and open question. So, just to rephrase, we have somebody who is using Adderall, probably maybe another ADHD minute, maybe Ritalin, to try to get better at League of Legends, and it didn't work. And they want to recover their ELO. So, a couple things. First of all, I would say. Make where you are the new normal. So I want you to forget your previous rank and I want you to just say, okay, this is me now and I want to rank up. Yes, I know that you have some latent skill and some knowledge and some decision making in there that's going to help, but let's ignore that for the time being and ignore the potential because the gap between where you hope and expect to be and where you are is going to cause pain, unnecessary pain. And also, why wouldn't you ever flip that on its head and have it cause uh, excitement instead? I want you to be now gold three or gold five or wherever it is you fell to. I want you to be that rank, accept that rank, be like, this is me, this is my play, this is my level. From here, I need to learn, and after I learn, I can climb. And you're going to get some bonus ELO in there from the stuff you already know, which is great. It'll make everything easier. But just like, start out with your identity, okay? Do not put your identity as, I want to get back to where I was. Put it as, I am here, and I'm going to learn and grow. Okay, that's the starting point. Secondly, um, Dom really helped yesterday with this when he talked about how he played when he was on Adderall at the University of Miami. And um, it might have been Florida State University of Miami, I don't know. But anyway, he said that it focused him on one thing 
to the exclusion, like mechanics to the exclusion of everything else on the map. And so essentially what you want to do is try to reverse that. You want to try to make sure that you're keeping track of all the other contingencies of the game and the strategy of the game. So when you're in laning phase, of course, that means jungler and other person's lane positions and, and their wave positions and whether they're succeeding or failing in lane and whether they can roam in which direction they're going, um, you know, what else is happening on the map. And after laning phase, that means um, movement around the map. So rotations for turrets and wave catches and whether or not waves are pushing or not. So um, I would emphasize the strategic aspect of the game in in those ways. I found that it was quite easy to get to mid-high plat simply off of just playing the map. So if you focus completely on the map, you'll get those kind of instincts back and you'll start paying attention to those variables again and um, the climb should result as well regardless of how good you are at the champion. I was just one-tricking somebody at that point, not even meta, in order to um, in order to not have to think too much about the mechanics and the trades and lanes so I could focus on just strategic map play. Just doing my job in the comp until I got up to diamond. And then from there, you know, it's more important to draft the correct champion sometimes. But yeah, that's my recommendation. Intentionally focus on the broader aspects of the game in order to widen the number of things that you're focusing out, focusing on at the same time and try to make that automatic. You want to make it so when you're looking at the mini-map and you're thinking these things, you don't actually have to spend any time calculating or focusing. It just happens. And if you need help with mindfulness or like kind of like broadening the number of things that you're that you're trying to hold in your brain at the same time, take longer breaks between the games and prep more. And by prep more, I mean, you know, watch your VOD, find the three biggest mistakes that you made in the previous game, and think about and visualize what it is that you were doing at those times and try to like think about and visualize the correct way to do it then in the next game then go take a little bit of a walk you know get a drink shake it off sit down and very intentionally start the next game with your goals clearly in line okay so don't just like spam cue the next match and get it try to get it in there because you lost and you want to go next already um going next instantly is one of the one of the most like harmful ways of training uh, if you're in if you're in a rut and if you're just like gliding through without much thought. So don't do that. All right, guys, that's the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate the attention and make sure to share this with one of your friends and come to the live Twitch show at twitch.tv slash mindgameswelden if you want to check out the pre and post show shows. And as always, your questions fuel this show. The show's oxygen. It's It's butane it's kerosene is all the questions of its listeners as called in through the ask through the through the anchor app anchor.fm slash weldon green and i'm staring right now at the last question i have in my queue i have one more question in my queue so light me up guys hit this up and fill up my queue of questions or else the show literally ends tomorrow after i answer this question we'll be done 197 episodes and bam we're out the window because you guys decided to stop calling in Ciao. That's the show for you today. Thanks for your attention. And remember, if you check out the Mac program, mindgames.gg slash MAC, use the code podcast. Don't use the code Ask Weldon. Use the code podcast for an extra dollar off so that I know you come from this particular uh, station. So that I know that you are somebody who's listening to the podcast and not watching the show on YouTube. Thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.